And there's a difference between stigmatizing and dismissing people who are not at whatever level we deem to be acceptable. Um, And we start labeling them as, you know, lazy or not trying hard enough. Hey there, y'all. Welcome to Woo Woo Bible, the podcast where we ditch the dogma so we can connect to something greater than ourselves. My name is Dylan D. Money King. I'm a spiritual life coach, board-certified hypnotherapist, and lover of all things mystical, magical, and miraculous. Let's dive in. Hey there, y'all. If you're new here, well then, welcome. I am so happy to have you here. And if you're coming back, well then, welcome back. Did you get a haircut? Looks nice. Um, it is in the triple digits here in Texas. And let me tell you, I have, I have no tolerance for high heat um, or cold weather, really. Uh, I'm not comfortable anywhere at any time. And I will complain about the weather at any given moment. Um, but I am ready for Halloween. Because let's face it, there's... There's really not any exciting holidays, you know, it's, you know, you get, the 4th of July is a joke. It's a joke. My birthday's in March, and then my girls both have summer birthdays, so I, I appreciate them. I love them very much, but I want to get to Halloween. It's a lot of fun, and it will still be hot. It will still be very hot here in Texas in October. But at least I can go get a PSL and I can pretend that it's fall. So, why, why, Dylan? Why are you talking about spooky season? Why does it even matter? I'll tell you. Because today we're going to do a Bible verse about... Demons. This is actually something that I personally have struggled with the concept of, um, especially since some people in the Bible who are under the influence of demons are having seizures. And as someone who's lived with epilepsy for over 20 years, that can be really challenging for me to wrap my head around. It's also something that y'all ask about. And I really do appreciate that y'all feel comfortable asking those types of questions because you may not have a place in your life that feels like a safe space to ask hard questions. So just know that my DMs are always open. I may not always have the answers, um, but I will talk it out with you, give my honest opinion, and do my best to point you in a direction that may have more information if I can't provide it myself. So before we dive into all this fun demon talk, let's talk about a couple of other things right quick. First things first, last week we hit the one year anniversary of this podcast Yes, Woo Woo Bible is a little Leo baby. And I just want to say thank you to all of you who have ever listened to a single episode, shared it with anybody, subscribed, reached out. You all mean the world to me. 
Otherwise, I'm just sitting here talking into the void, uh, which is kind of what it feels like some days. Uh, and it's fun, but it's not as much. Um, and second, I do want to let you know that I have launched a monthly hypnotherapy membership based on the astrological season to support you in getting in sync with your subconscious. So this month is Leo's turn to shine, meaning that we are focusing on radiating that beautiful inner light and shining it out into the world. If you'd like to try it out, there are a bunch more bonuses that come along with your membership and your first month is on me, so you can get more info with the link in the description. Okay, let's get back to the spooky. So today, we're going to specifically look at Luke 8.26. So in this passage, Jesus encounters a man chock full of demons. Barrel of demons, they're coming out the wazoo, all full. And he's been in this situation for a really, really long time. And it is rough. Oh, it's rough. He is naked. He is homeless. He sleeps in the cemetery. Goth kids would envy him, but it's not, no. Um... Sometimes they manage to lock him up in chains, but he ends up breaking out. And the demons drive him away from society completely. So he is all alone. It's bad. So Jesus goes to see this man and he commands the demons to leave him. And we've all seen the movies, so we get the idea um, even if you haven't seen a movie, you've probably seen a trailer. So I, you have an idea. Um, the man looks like he's in terrible pain at just the sight of Jesus. He's screaming and yelling, why are you tormenting me? But Jesus is not like, you know, all those sweaty people in horror movies. They're always sweating. Um, and they always get inevitably rattled. They're like super confident in the beginning. And then they get really scared and freaked out and they run out of the room. And then maybe eventually they like figure it out and they... There's like a happily ever after, but like six people died, whatever. Um, Jesus, not that's not what happens. He just says, what's your name? And the demons tell him, Legion, because he's an army of demons. So clever. Um, so the demons are like, look, we'll make you a deal. You know, little deal, demons, deal. If we have to leave this guy, can we just, yeah, we're just going to put some pigs instead Jesus is like, yeah, sure, whatever, I don't care. So they do. They happen some pigs, run off a cliff, drown the pigs. The pig owners are like, the fuck? And run up to see this man. They thought he was like a total wreck. But now they see him. He's totally in his right mind. He's wearing clothes. He's looking like he's going to like sit down and learn. Excuse me? And they were scared. Mm-hmm. They were terrified. That's the real spooky story. These people, they were spooked. And they immediately asked Jesus to leave. But the formerly possessed man, he went to Jesus and he begged to go with him. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. You 
go out into the world and you tell everybody how God has changed your life. And so that's exactly what he does. So, what does this all mean? There are a lot of people who make this, um, you know, they kind of make it about, oh, well, the Bible is just this very old book, and this man was just mentally ill, and they didn't know anything about mental illness then, and Jesus healed this mental illness, and now things were better. Yay, Jesus! I think this is like a very shallow look at this story. Um, and honestly misses a lot of stuff. Uh, but let's, for one thing, regardless of whether or not you want to say they were misunderstanding a mental illness, because they probably did not have a great grasp on the concept of mental illness and psychology at the time, probably didn't have the best understanding. We could put that on there. Um, but you also imply, you put this assumption that a relationship with God, source, spirit, the universe will heal any mental ailments that you have. And I think that that's a dangerous territory to start to get into. I, I don't think that's always feasible. We get into really dangerous territory when we decide to put all of our weight on the spiritual side and none of it in the medicinal or the scientific side. So let's take a very vague example because literally everybody's story is different. I cannot specifically make anybody's story and anybody's story that I may accidentally tap into, their story is not going to be like your story. Maybe you will get on medication for a mental illness. You'll start to do better. You'll do a lot of personal development or spiritual work. And you and your doctor together will decide to wean you off that medicine. But that's a decision that you and your doctor make together. It's pretty noted, you know, that most medications, if not all, that are for, prescribed for like depression and anxiety, if you just go off them cold turkey, it's going to be really dangerous for you to do that. Um, it's just a really, it's dangerous territory, y'all, to really spout this kind of stuff. Um, and I think the concept of being able to pray any illness away, including mental illness, because it is also an illness, or affirm it away, like with affirmations, or manifest it away, all of those things can be really dangerous. I don't think it's impossible. Um, there's, there's not only, you know, completely unexplained scientific miracles where scientists have no idea, doctors have no idea what happened or how this person got better. But there's research and studies showing the power of our minds and how they work. So it's not like these things are completely unreasonable. Um, but I do believe it's a fine line. And there's a difference between stigmatizing and dismissing people who are not at whatever level we deem to be acceptable um, and we start labeling them as, you know, 
lazy or not trying hard enough versus accepting and supporting those people with the multitude of pathways that are out there in the world, you know, be it medication, if that's the right source for them, therapy, coaching, support groups, uh, whatever it is, there's so, so, so many, even as ridiculous as it is to survive in the world anyway, you know, different levels of privilege, different levels of income, different, it's, the list goes on and on. I could sit here and talk about this all day, and I'm not going to just understand that this is a, such a nuanced conversation. And I think it's very dangerous to just assume that when you do spiritual work, your mental illness disappears. And I think that if you take that shallow approach to this verse, that's what you begin to imply. And I think that that's a dangerous implication to make. Does spiritual work help your mental health? Yeah, I do believe it does. I think there's even scientific proof to to back that up. But I don't think that you can um, correlate it one-on-one, that this is just a an all for all, that it will always heal you, that your mental illness will go away because you form a relationship with Jesus or because you become one with the universe or because you pull tarot cards every day. It doesn't work that way. And that's an unfair expectation to put on yourself or to put on anybody. Okay, that's my soapbox. I'm going to try and get off that soapbox so I can get on another soapbox. You're welcome. So let's talk about what the real demons are here. I am not the person who will tell you that the devil is real, that he's like out here sneaking around trying to trick you into sin. I think the worst demons are the ones we have in our own mind and in the actions of other people. Let me be real clear on that second one. Other people are not demonic or evil or bad. They are just people. It's their actions or the consequences of their actions. And that's where we're going with this passage. So remember, so much of the Bible is a literary device. A lot less literal and a lot more symbolic. So let's break down what happens here. Jesus goes to a man who has been beaten down and completely broken by an army. He is living like a literal outcast. He then casts out the army and restores the man. The army goes into pigs and drowns. The pig owners are so scared They ask Jesus to leave. This is not some old story, some old historical account of a misunderstanding of mental illness. This is a symbolic casting out of an authoritarian government and a a restoration and healing of, of the sick, the outcast. The ones who have been oppressed for so 
so long. It is terrifying for many. But for people like the man who are liberated, it is inspiring. It's life-changing. And he will share this message with everyone in order to cultivate this new reality. So we're living in very upsetting times right now. That's an understatement. But I can tell you that this is the vision. This is the promise. This is the change that Jesus called for. His words, his actions have been watered down over the years to appeal to the rich, to the people in power, so that Christianity could be more marketable and spread more easily and have more influence. But Christianity would be a very difficult sell to someone insanely rich and out of touch who didn't want to change their views on a hierarchical system. It has caused so much pain and so much destruction. The, uh, the church with a capital C, I heard somebody say that last week, I thought it was a really great way to refer to it, has become the very chains in this story, tying up and oppressing the man instead of helping and healing him like they are being called to do. Don't be discouraged. The world feels dim some days. People have made mistakes and you have been handed a world full of every decision and the consequences that followed. You are busy untangling your own current reality, your own generational history, while existing in this complicated world. When I read these stories, sometimes it can feel like if they didn't get it then, and we've had these books for so many, so, so, so many years, how can we ever get it now but it's you it's you it's me it's everyone else it's the listening we're doing it's the change that's being cultivated when you're a part of the change, wherever your calling is, you are fulfilling the end of the story. Jesus tells the man, you can't go with me. Go out into the world and tell what has happened. And if you are out in the world advocating, sharing your gifts, then you are the change. You are the story. That's everything I have today. Actually went a little differently than I expected it to, but you never know what spooky stuff may be lurking in the shadows. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Maybe slide into my DMs over on Instagram. My handle over there is at Queen of Grit. 
and tell me what it is that you like to focus on. Where does your heart lie in the world? And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please like, rate, subscribe, share it with your friends, share it with your enemies, turn them into better people. And until next time, stay mystical, note the magical, and embrace the miracles. Bye!